The most recent recording of Strange Assembly got a little out of hand in length, so what you're about to hear is the first part of a two-part episode entitled Infallible and Completely Worthless. Welcome to the 10th episode of Strange Assembly. I'm Chris Stevenson. Here with me today are Kevin Kennedy. Hi. Trevor Valentine. Yo. And J. Earl. Hi. Thank God you didn't squeak. <laughs> our first topic today is going to be a look back at the Plague War. Our, in our very first episode, we all did top 10 list of what cards we liked out of the Plague War. Don't worry. We're not doing that to you again. No, 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 no. No. But we are going to, to kind of look 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 back at the Plague War and see what cards there are that, that we missed on. What did we, was there anything that we thought was going to be good? What I mean, it was there anything? What was there that we thought was going to be good that wasn't really that good? What was there that ended up being really good that that we missed? Uh, so, is there anything right off the bat that jumps out at you guys that, that we didn't really think about right when the set came out? I didn't. I think only action speak turned out to be as much of a big deal as everybody made it out to be. I didn't I see it in very, very few decks, actually. It's more of kind of a how it affects the player's mindsets than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I think proper deference more than only action speak has had more of an effect on how people play rather than actually showing up in decks and being played. And... I think it's the fear of it, not the actual it's being played. Well, I think a lot of what we said about proper deference and only action speak was that they were important because of the effect that their mere existence would have. But I actually think that only I mean only action speak gets played more relevantly than proper deference. The only time I've seen proper deference in a deck is in an honor deck that's trying to use it against another honor deck that just goes to town. It seems like most of the time... If I'm, if I'm playing an honor deck and I'm playing against the military deck, I don't care what proper deference. I know you're not playing it. And, I, until it actually hits and then you lose the game. Well, but, but, it, and if, but if you play like they don't, if you play like they have it, you're probably going to lose the game because you're not gaining honor fast enough. Uh, I, I know it's played in battle mains a lot still. Yeah. Minus four fours follow up with range attack. With die, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only action speak, on the other hand, gets played in every dishonor deck ever. And it gets will get played in every Oni deck ever. It will get played in any Crab deck that's got their seven Force guys. I mean, I I guess I've, I I feel like I've seen that around in random decks more than I've seen proper deference. And you will get hit by it. I mean, there is no playing around only action speak. But but it's not the monumental loss that people thought it was originally. It slows you down for a turn. It's nothing much. It doesn't even really slow you down for a, a turn. Well, a phase, right? A phase. Yeah. Even if you're playing it and shutting down, you know, three or four honor gain, your opponent is still knocking three or four honor gain off of you, and it costs them nothing. I mean, it's it's certainly an effective thing. It's certainly good against honor. I mean, you just... There aren't a lot of... I think most of the time, an honor deck doesn't have tons of repeatable honor gain... That are big. I mean, or if you have repeatable honor gain, it's like I have two my father's shrine and an acrobat troop out. Yeah. I don't, and so there's a limitation to how much damage it it can do, except as a 
as an insurance policy, I'm attacking you, you're a 36, and now I know cross. you're not going to cross. Well, the way it works out for me is that I only really see it in the big force decks, like Crab and Oni. Where it's a relevant battle action. Where it's, where it's a relevant battle action for them. And when I'm up against a, a deck that's got a lot of people, most honor decks can shut down like the big unit decks. So it doesn't actually hurt that much, match up as much as I think people thought it expected it to. Because those are already good matchups for a lot of honor decks. Personally, I still think the nastiest uses in a dishonor deck against a non-honor deck, shutting off your Oyo Sato. Yeah. I think that's the nastiest use of it. Yeah, it's yet another way that the dishonor deck could make your Oyo Sato. Your, your, yeah. yeah, your, your meta. A bit of meta, yeah. Which is funny, too, because I think a lot of times if you look back at what dishonor plays, it said that Oyo Sato is just ridiculous. It's such a strong meta effect that it will destroy dishonor. And it it's, it won't. It's so easy. I mean, it's, it's so easily shut down. It's one of the things that seems to come up often with Dishonor. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in Celestial and Samurai, when that's really been a, a functional deck type, is that, yeah, there's meta out there for it, but Scorpion has a really easy time meta running the counter meta. And that since there are only these handful of very narrow, very specific things you can do about Dishonor, you it's exactly easy for Dishonor to justify running their counter meta, whereas you have to decide whether or not to bother running your meta at all. In uh, Samurai, it was like Lesser Shrine. Shrine of the Sun. Yeah. The cancel events, too. Well, Darling of the Season, and then they'd run Shrine of the, Sh- Shrine of the Sun, or Forewarning, to cancel your Darling of the Season. But yes, you, you had Lesser Shrine, which was bound to gain two honor if you have less than ten. So, oh, you say those just the superior version of yeah, the Lesser Shrine. I don't think I really saw any decks running Lesser Shrine. Or very... Many at all. It's because the, the lower honor clans would play them and they salute to dishonor with them, so why bother? Yeah. I don't know. But see, on Plagueware, now I remember talking highly of, of Blessed Herd when the set came out. But has that had as much of an impact? I, I guess part of it feels like, well, I haven't seen it that much, but. How many unicorn days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unicorn has not it, been around it, much. It, it did make a difference for me in one of the matches I had at Gen Con. Um, he. I mean, he got the good economy off of it, but he also actually used the battle action in in one one case and got enough force to take the province. So, but I just don't see very many unicorn players most of the time. So, it's still a good card. It's exactly needed. So, had a lot to say. Yeah, let's see. I know he wasn't a card that I we talked about as as the top ten. I don't think anybody, but I think. A guy that I overestimated was Tagashi Kanishi. I remember when he go out, he's the, the Dragon Monk, four force for seven, but every turn he oh, gives himself token. another fire token, so oh, it's effectively a five force for seven, and he, he could get bigger, and... Hasn't seen play at all. Yeah, he just, last long he just fell flat. I guess, I mean, part of it's the... It feels like the fire token cards have gotten worse as, as time goes on. It just... They're still at a really middling power level as, you know... Inevitably, you know, everything gets a little bit better as time goes on, and they just don't seem to have gone much of anywhere. Well, I think from a kind of a design perspective, anything that gives you a permanent force bonus for free, they tend to they tend to want to tone it down. And the way the environment's been, you have all these cards that give you like these temporary force bonuses at battle because they're so much bigger and 
you get the card draw for the tempo, players tend to favor the one, the ones that don't last as opposed to the ones that are, are more permanent, which would be more long-term investments. It's because the game tends to be much shorter right now. Well, it's because the, except for Breath of the Heavens, the fire token cards cost gold. I'm, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not sure if, you know, things like Fire Blossom, would that actually be a problematically strong card if it was free? What does Fire Blossom do? Plus two, two fire tokens, Balsome, power card, with less force than you. Noting that monks are starting with four cores. I mean, you're not starting with guys that are... A, certainly, it would be a good battle action. And we have a clown in our party today? I'm actually going to clown college. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a good card. Don't get me wrong. That's a good card. Is that too good? Is it good enough that it costs a gold? It, the force, I mean... The thing is that the tokens, they're not attachments. They don't protect you from anything. It's true. I, it's not, it's just not the same as having, uh, you know, a two force. If you're paying, one is largely the same as paying two. Two force follower with, I mean, if you, if you had a, a follower that was, you know, that you could, that had two force and you could equip it in battle or, or something like that, or even if you couldn't equip it in battle, that's, and, and had a battle action, that seems like a much better investment for your money than, yeah, and that's, plus two that's definitely plus. one of the problems with the fire tokens is that they don't count as attachments and they don't give you protection from the cards that target attachments. So when we played each other at Gen Con, you were like, I'm so glad you're not playing your, your, your City of Tears military deck because my City of Tears military deck basically just counts your attachments, goes, uh, you have fewer than me, so I kill you. And, and that's kind of the problem that monks have is that they don't really have a lot of attachments. Yeah, I mean you can I mean, you can play with the random assortment of attachments that everybody else does. You get Order of the Wooden Blade gets yeah, Cardboard Tooth Samurai gets gets better, but he's I mean he's a one less gold imperial elite card. That's that's a good card, but yeah, I think I I mean a Gen Con I ended up not just mostly not playing attachments. I had scout armor. I, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, so I mean, what I'm saying is that you're paying the same gold cost for it as you would for an attachment without getting some of the residual benefits of having an attachment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you get the you get the surprise factor, um, but not an unopposed force pump. I mean, force pumps these days have to be big or unopposed. Uh, yeah, and that's. I think it's just that historically, permanent free force bonuses would have been more of a problem than they are now. And just given the general power level of and the way that. Yeah, the arc's been Guys going. die and, and or get bowed down uh, pretty quickly. But well, that's enough for let's say. Who else did we overestimate? A chai has a chai been nuts? Chai is awesome. She's been nuts still. Three ring of fire. Yeah, a chai has been pretty awesome. Um, Gadayu has been pretty awesome. We called that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I picked Reiko, Yoga Reiko from the Scorpion. And I haven't really seen her being played as much out of clan as I expect her to be. I mean, she's huge in clan for Scorpion, but yeah, out of clan, the bow is. Not yeah, really I don't. Yeah, Gadeo. Yeah, maybe maybe we underestimated Gadeo. No, I, I put him on my list. Gadeo is number one on my list, actually. Yeah, I mean, I I did not think he was good enough to get featured as much out of clan as he has gotten featured. Yeah. I did not look at him and, and think like, oh, this guy is going to be gutsy. But like, Bill, yeah, built-in sneak attack kill you. 
And jacket attachment. <laughs> and jacket attachment. Yeah. Um, but how about Ide Ken? He has been a house, and I don't think anybody talked yeah. about him in the. Uh, he is Wii. annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's been, showing up, yeah. he's been showing up in Phoenix decks, actually. Um, well, he's been showing up in a lot of decks. That, I mean, he has free followers, just handing out one force followers all the time. Speaking of free permanent things, there you go. That shows why they're bad. Yes. Well, yeah. it's not just free permanent things, it's free recursive permanent things. Yeah, well, and, and he's an attachment. If, if, if Ida Kin was saying, your guy gets plus two force, I mean, they're still unicorns, so they could still be cavalry guys, and so unopposed permanent force bonuses on cavalry guys are, it turns out, better than, <laughs> than, than yeah. opposed force bonuses. Uh, who knew? I, I mean, he would definitely be he would not be nearly as good if he was handing out Saki tokens, tokens instead of... Actually, of I think he'd be incredible if he did that. <laughs> the unicorn would have a viable deck. The viable Saki token deck? Yeah. Two cards to do it? Sure. One card, not enough. Let's see. How big of an impact do you guys think that Deathly Aura made? I know that made a lot of lists. It's another sneaky tag. That's all it is. It, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I said this from the start. I have never gotten... The fur over Deathly Aura. It's yeah. mostly a worse sneak attack. Unless you're playing Paragons, yeah. it can recur. It uh, the the fact that it's got one more focus focus value is irrelevant. not that big a deal because it's not that big. I mean, it's not mostly not worth the thing. I mean, I guess the dueling environment den did end up being pretty heavy. If you're playing the if you're playing the dueling deck, the dueling deck that's got the big uniques that all have built-in battle actions. I mean, I can see going Deathly Aura over and being an upgrade over Sneak Attack, although not that big a deal. If you're playing the, the sort of united, out-of-clan guys, I mean, now those guys don't have built-in things, so you really got to have that, like, Deathly Aura steel on steel to yeah. be doing your, your big stuff. So I guess for me, it's been what I thought it would be. Would you like to play with more than three sneak attacks? Great. I love it. Well, I, I also underrated uh, Water Dragon's Guidance, which is a sneak attack for you at the side of your deck, so it's a lot better than I thought. Yeah, now that's that way. That's handout, that's pitch into handout. Give, give naval, naval. Right? Oh, yeah. And if you ever bring a water, give naval and cavalry. Water Dragon's Guidance. That, that's not annoying. It's something it's a super I, unit. I've that, actually considered playing. I uh, play it to good effect my ninja deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which goes back to something I talked to uh, Therese and Mark about, is that I think it's unfortunate that the initial batch of Celestials was not only so good, but has set, has mostly has such good static, static exactly. effects yeah. that people don't want to lose them to random other things showing up. Scorpion, Pitch, oddly yeah. enough, is actually in a position, and I think, to some extent, Dragon as well, I mean, you're in a position where yeah, you're okay you with pitching it. it. Yeah. Yeah, Bayushi's Guidance. You have a guy who's good. I get rid of it. I don't care. I'm fine with these other Celestials popping in, and then I can just pitch them to use their battle thing because it's all good. But uh, So I think it's good. That, I mean, Water Dragon's Guidance, I mean, it's really like it ends up being good that such that it's actually playable as opposed to, oh, all the all the Dragon's Guidances are just sitting in the, the bin. I, has Fire Dragon's Guidance, I thought, had some potential. I, I haven't seen that around much. I feel like it... I feel like it should be played, but are just are people just too worried about losing the ridiculousness that is 
you know, Akoto's guidance or Shiva's guidance. Range or... five is just not that great. In my military yeah. crane deck, I play it and what a dragon's guidance, and it's pretty impressive because you can do two range fives in a row. Well, I I, I think one range five. I mean, no, yeah, yeah exactly. Not impressive. One range five is usually kill a guy, kill a guy, or kill a big follower. I mean, you know, kill that Taoist archer, or I mean, you're usually killing something. Even range four usually has something to kill. Four is kind of the cutoff. If a ranged attack is only a ranged attack three, that's just useless a lot of the time. I mean, there are games where you can kill stuff with ranged attack three. They've got small followers, or they've got smaller guys, but if you play with a ranged attack three, there are entire games where there is nothing to kill with your ranged attack. You know, we were talking about going back to Kanishi and the the viability of, of the fire token mechanics is that one something that that lost is that I think that Breath of the Heavens used to be playable and it's not anymore because we have because it's just a ranged attack three and ranged attack three doesn't kill enough stuff. Two consecutive range fives though is good stuff. <laughs> yes, I, I I kill your Taoist Archer and I kill you. I mean you can't rely. I mean if you were, if the card was only playable. When you had Ring of Fire out, you wouldn't play with it. A bit, you know, that's too combo-rific. But I, I, range five, kill a, battle kill a guy out of your dynasty is not yet. At a Sea Watch Castle, it's amazingly easy to, to put it into play, the Ring of Fire. Well, yeah, I mean, with, to, you, you I, still have to get it and, and all that. With enough Shadows talents, it's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that card is, is good out here. Did any of us put Shadows talent in I did, I think. Okay. It's Pretty ridiculous. I think we all. I, I think yeah. part of these. This is ridiculous. The question is just whether or not. Pretty oh, and we all knew it was going to be ridiculous in Crane because they have a built-in. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous in Crane. It's kind of hard to fit into anything. Military else. Crane yeah. is scary, people. And no, no one's going to believe you until you actually post. I'm not going to post the deck. I'm going to beat people with the deck. It's it's much better that way. No, no, I'm going to beat people with the deck. You play Mantis. Uh, he, he, I get bored he, now. He's been hired, apparently. For Koku to play Crane at a tournament. Yeah, I thought that's right. You're the going to uh, Koku's choice. I might. Uh, <laughs> raise the offer. Uh, I was this close to going to Sacramento too. I found a cheap flight, but I have a midterm that Monday. That that seems like you'd need a lot of Koku to fly across the country. <laughs> a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drive drive to Tampa or or something, or drive to the Carolinas. That's. That's a much more reasonable drive. But uh, I think Sh- Shadow's Talon has gotten played in some Last Step Castle builds. The the Last Step Castle build that Barry won the DC winner's choice with, or, you know, Rockville, whatever. Same uh, thing. That played with all the duels and played with, with Shadow's Talon. Uh, I'm not even sure. I don't know how much that caught on as the Last Step Castle build. I kept seeing lots of Test of Sincerities and more standard Last Step Castle stuff flying out, flying around at Gen Con. I don't know what you guys noticed it was, it was Gen pretty, Con the Last Step Castle. Pretty standard Last Step Castle build. We also missed the uh, Inexalerable Defeat. Oh, yeah. I think none of us mentioned that. I actually got a text message from Kempi about Inexalerable Defeat. It was like, that card is so awesome. It's all right. How did you miss that? It is... Good and so, better in some decks than others, but it's seeing a lot of play. We probably fixated too much on the lose two honor. Yeah, didn't Justin put that on his list? Um, Did I he? seem to recall somebody mentioning it. 
I, I, I think it came up because you put some ninja card on your list, and we're like, isn't that just a bad version of inexorable defeat? Could be. Yeah, Justin may have had it on his list. He's not here, that's what happens, we don't care. Oh, fair uh, fair I, yeah. He, he would probably remember if you put it on his list, because he was also somebody like me who would come with notes for his list. He, he put a lot of effort into that. He Wait. had, like, actual reasons. He didn't just have his list with him, he had reasons. Wait, you guys actually down. thought about these lists? I did. Some, okay. some, some, some of us did. I remember. I I came with notes. Trevor came with a stack of ten cards, and I I think I did you. Did I insist that you put them in an order, and then yeah. you did, or you just refused to put them? in uh, order? I put them in an order. I shuffled. I agonized. <laughs> <laughs> agonized about the order of my list. Honestly, yeah. I think I kind of overlooked inexorable defeat because it's not something I would play. Because I play Phoenix, and we care about our honor requirements. Yeah, there there are entire decks that just can't yeah, play funny. with things that say lose X on. But yeah, that that should have been on somebody's list. It wasn't. And if it's not, we blame Justin now. So was, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, or, or it was on Justin's and we forgot because Justin's not here. What about Iron Gauntlet Brothers? That it was on the list. Did somebody? We did enough of us get that out there. I don't yeah, remember how. Probably. I don't remember talking that up a bunch, and that I think has done reasonably. Has well, it? I, actually, I, mean, I was kind of kind of wondering about that. Rising Sunblade just been Rising the, Rising Sunblade has been the the uber attachment of choice. Yeah, that was I, on, I know I talked about Rising Sunblade. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I haven't actually seen a lot of Iron Gauntlet Brothers. Like most of the the major dueling big guy builds have been running Rising Sunblade. Maybe uh, I, just, I don't. Maybe I just played too much against Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Or did you even take it out? Now? No, no. I, I played. Okay, you I played. Play, I'll say, I know. I, I, I know. I've run into yeah. it enough. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor's got in his deck, but that's the, that's actually the only deck I've seen it in, except for bad decks. Not, and your deck is good. I don't. I disagree. <laughs> I hate my deck. That's Never not the same sense. thing as saying it's bad. You hate your deck because you're tired of playing giant followers, and you just apparently want to play Thunder. But, uh, hey, I can dig blowing things up. He blows yeah. stuff up with his current deck, too. He just wants to blow them up differently. He wants to strike his foes down with lightning. And pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics? That'd be awesome. Yar. <laughs> Ray <Brady laughs> Dillard, no. Yar. I know, I, know I, I like had... that. We totally need pyrotechnics. Yeah, they, they got rid of that. I think Mantis players now often get cranky if you refer to them as pirates. Which is kind of funny, because... Not, not this one. Popular. No, this one, yeah. you don't. You don't. But there are... If you start talking about, oh, how the Mantis are all pirates, people... There are... Not all. Who will... <laughs> have a cover. And Trevor is like, I'm going to take my cannon, I'm going to fill it with <laughs> nails and silverware, I'm going to mess you up, son. We apparently now have ballistas the new ships... Oh, sweet. Big bow and arrows. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they, Sean had to emphasize that you did, you got about the best you could get with Rokugani technology. Couldn't have, can't, can't actually have, because I think somebody said, are, those, are they talking about cannons? No. 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 Oh, uh, let's see. Nature's Embrace. I think you thought that was going to be good, Jay. How's that worked out for you? <laughs> uh, I played the fifth. Fifth. I have seen it in some Phoenix Samurai Shigenja decks. Um, I don't know if it was in the Samurai Shigenja deck that made it into top 16 at Gen Con or not. Uh, let's see. Caught Unawares. Any of us have Caught Unawares? I know one of us now hates Caught Unawares. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us put that 
on our list. Um, no. even, even Justin. Not even Justin. Claw and Shell. Was I the only one we talked about Claw and Shell? I still think that's been a really good card. It has been a really good card. And I know you talked about it. I know it barely didn't make the cut my list. So I'm going to go ahead and say it because I put Fanning Position on my list and I have not seen anything from, from Crane Scouts. Um, I put that on my list mostly because I thought it was interesting. But... Scouts aren't their military option. Yeah. Yeah, Crane Scouts uh, are decent, but they can't be another honor yet because the big problem with them still. Well, my experience has been with Crane Scouts. I've been working on a Crane Scout build. Is that either I can be honor or I can be military. Yeah. I can't do exactly. both. They can destroy some military, though. Yeah. So if you build it one way, it'll destroy military decks. If you build it another way, it'll destroy honor decks. There's no middle ground, though. You can't say the card's bad. I don't see how. I don't know how you'd want to make the card any better. I think it's just that the deck that it's been. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's not a matter of it being a bad card. It just hasn't not been played. been relevant in the environment. Well, and I wanted to beat you to the punch. Oh <laughs> well, I you're. I, I don't think you had to worry about that because I forgot about it. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot that, that was on your list. Uh, sorry, but I, well, I think that's switch. Honor military switch seems to have inherently been a problematic thing to do. It's not there yet. I, I know. Well, just not even just that build, but generally, I know when 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 has that worked? I know at the end of Samurai, Lion had some ridiculous stuff because I, I remember, but and that can actually you have to be careful because that can go the other way. I remember playing honor against that deck and they're like, wait a minute, you can military me yeah. out and you can honor better than I can. So this is ridiculous. And the Samurai Crane can do really well, too. I was messing people up with a military crane that happened to honor out in the process. Uh, There's some ridiculous guards. What about Relentless Conviction? Why have I not seen that more? Um, it's unique. It's unique. <laughs> it's there. They're just not going to draw it all the time. Uh, scouting Far Field. Another card. It's a winner. I think I, well, I, I think that showed up on mine, but we as a group did not, yeah. it didn't seem to be that. I think it was on my list. Because I remember liking the card quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think I had really particularly thought about how great it would be to blow your undead up. And make two it. more undead and, and get a card back. Good. Yeah. Good. We missed Udo that completely. Udo is good, it turns out. And Udo is stupid. There's a difference between good and stupid. It's because if Udo dies... Then he can't make two tokens. No, he cannot replace himself. He's too dead to no, make soup. The, the other two cooked him up. Yeah. I actually have one that someone drew a chef hat on. Pretty amazing. <laughs> what about the cost of pride? I still really like it as a card, and I see people talking about it being around a lot, but I don't really seem to see it. Once Kensai, which means Empire at War, become viable, uh, it's going to be amazing. Because... Every single cat's eye is a guy who can be bound or straightened yep. with it. And yeah. it'll also protect them from being shot in the money. <laughs> which is their major, major weakness. Because weapons don't protect you from being shot in the money. Followers do, but weapons don't. Yeah. And nor do spells. No. By the way. You, you just get claw and shelled anyway. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, darn. Your six gold... Cavalry. They have put all my two. spells on. Uh, everyone's like, "Not a these cavalry." Yeah. He doesn't get blown up until like the third, 
the time we were trying to take the third province. Still and, uh, hurts. But they, yeah, then it's blown up, and it's not coming back. And I don't have those cards in my hand anymore. Yeah, you, already, you already killed somebody. You, you, whatever the spell is that's on your guy, you already took a province with it, or killed a guy with it. So, wham. I mean, it's not like I, I, I load up my super unit, I attack, die. You can play reinforce the gates. <laughs> We're not, that doesn't help when I attack. Shouldn't attack it. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> be attacking. Yeah, I say that's what I play. That's what he plays. I never said it wasn't fair. <laughs> I just said it wasn't fun for me on the receiving end, which is not supposed to be. Uh, now, what about the the stronghold? Fortress of the Forgotten has not gotten played at all, right? Who's playing Stronghold is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Berserker boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, no. I, it has not uh, materialized as a uh, viable deck yet. Yeah. Now, I mean, Great Hall, Lion's done reasonably well, and people have been using Great Hall of Records. It seems like they don't really care that much which their box is still. Because they still go first. They, well, they, they, yeah, they're just so good. They still go first. The ability is okay. It could way. be used, yeah. Uh, I mean, it... I think Great Hall of the Records has been getting played slightly more than the other two. Maybe but as much as Central Castle. there's still a lot of Lion Castle. players who hate it. That's fine. <laughs> you're, you're like, I am happy anytime Lion chooses not to play with a decent card. You know, I just remember at the beginning of the arc, right before Celestial came out, there were Lion players up in arms about, you know, their stronghold getting three gold production and how Lion was going to be bad. And then, you know, Central Castle was pretty dominant for most of Kote season. It was for the, at least the early part of Kote season. Um, Design knows what it's doing with Lion. They've got that figured out. Yeah, the the three gold thing is, is odd. It perpetually results in Lion players, not, not all Lion, but a certain chunk of Lion players complaining about how their economy is terrible, when actually their economy is amazing. And yeah. And... I, and if you want to watch Reese's head explode, just walk up to him and ask him, why don't you just make Lion's box cost four, produce four gold? I mean, I had a, this discussion on the forums with Lion at the beginning of the arc. It's like, you know, you really want that extra gold holding. You can spend an extra turn buying gold. And there have been Lion players this arc who have won Kotes with exactly that strategy. They run like 17 holdings and huge followers. Um, now, when Gen Con came around, it wasn't a, as dominant a deck as it was at some, during some of the Cotes, but it's completely viable. Yeah, Lion, Lion is still solid. Another thing that Lion players, I think, didn't like at the start of Celestial, which is kind of inevitable, is that you had a box that got carried over oh, and, nerfed. and 10 nerfed. Yeah. I mean, that's Lion players like, oh my gosh, General Plains of Coma is terrible now. Crane players with the 7 foot Palace and went, Oh my gosh, this is terrible now. Uh, not that I don't, not that they're even necessarily wrong. Neither of those boxes has accomplished a lot. I mean, Federal Plains of the Acoma got played a little bit after Central Castle got nerfed and they didn't have another option, but it. Seven Fold Palace is still really strong, though. But is I mean, it just. Well, it's really uber strong with Empire of War. Yeah. Um, it, that deck is scary nice. now. Seawatch Castle, I, I guess my position is gosh, I still haven't seen this much. And I still think it's really good. I don't... Some combination of players not liking it and other... I mean, Crane definitely are on the downswing, so you just see less of them at 
at tournaments, but Sea Watch Castle still it's, looks great strong. An amazing I think box. it's I think it's a good military box. Yes. Crane wants and to keep Crane, playing it as an honor box. Yeah, Crane don't want to go military, so keep it real Crane. <laughs> right, well, I think it's well, I think it's solid as a defensive box too. There's just uh, a lot of things you can add. I, it's they're just so ability. It's yeah. there are just so many military decks that are dueling right now. Yeah, that if you just stick with the Crane Duelist, then you, you end up staring down Tamago and Coronada, and they're like, "We have five key and also a Duelist." That's when you need to force them. Yes, R- ran- randomly adding Duelist onto your four plus Chi personality does make a functional difference. I, even if you, even if your deck yeah. is not going to duel. Yeah. It, it makes it matter. Uh, so, see, in summary, we're really awesome at predicting stuff and didn't miss at all. Yeah, Trevor was exactly right and got nothing wrong, right, Trevor? Sure. There you go. I, you, you, you heard it first here. Uh, unlike last week where we got to be very wrong about things, I think this week I'll declare that we're infallible. So, what's the deal with the Gasha Gifu? We go through the end of Samurai Edition, we kill off all the uber-powerful characters, and then all of a sudden, the Phoenix Clan has some 600-year-old spirit who's supposed to be this really great, awesome, powerful Shugenja that everybody knows about and respects, but you've never heard of her ever. Where's that awesome? She's the little old lady of doom. She likes to blow people's heads up in her free time. She's not... That awesome, and it doesn't matter that you're not that awesome, she's a Nagasha. That means that if she's a member of the Phoenix Clan, she's been a member of the Phoenix Clan for like 20 years. Shh! We've always said the Nagasha. It's a lie. <laughs> I, 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 I think that she's just compensating. Come on, that volcano stuff? If you're actually that powerful as Shigenja, and you're actually capable of shutting down a volcano, why didn't you do it when, you know... The Wrath of the Kami was busy ravaging the dragon and the phoenix in this huge, massive war that I don't know if anybody really wanted. Why did you think it stopped? I think that the don't motives of right 600-year-old beings are kind of hard to scrutinize. I think that she's not a 600-year-old being. I think that she's not that good. She's just seen how I made it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see? I, 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 I think Some she's... crazy bag lady that... Yeah. Oh yeah, my day we fought volcanoes. I I think that that since the uh, the phoenix took over the Agasha, the Agasha has been doing really serious alchemical research, and she's like, oh, this is new and interesting. I will come out of my hut in the woods where I've been living in secrecy for years and years, and study with these people because they are cool. Because that's what happens with six hundred year old spirits in uh, good old hidebound Rokugan. They all of a sudden come up and want to do the newfangled thing. Yeah, that, yeah. The yeah. God Beast. You know that whole putting it to sleep thing. Trevor's right. Trevor's right. She's a little old lady. She just kept talking about it. She got. She went in. She was she talking started, about her cat. She was telling it stories about her about her great grandkids. Study in my day, <laughs> and she just fell asleep. That's that's what it is. She, yeah. if, if you if you say in those days, you wore an onion on your belt. So that's important to the story. She's just that cool. She is so progressive that she realized that joining the Phoenix is the way to go. Yeah, all she's the cool, cool of it. Doing if she that. can shut down a volcano, then she should actually come up with a volcano to demonstrate that she can do that. 
Until such point no, 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 in time. No, no, she shuts down. She, she doesn't start. The, the she, Alzheimer's is progressive. She, she doesn't. <laughs> she isn't even in second place in the shutting down volcanoes race because there was some crane shoe guy. I don't remember which one who who won that as a story result during last year's Kote season. So Agasha Gifu, shut up. So let's talk a little bit about something that all L5R players should do on the first turn of their game, but don't do enough. And that's flushing personalities, or as it's flushing cards, or as it's called now, using Border Keep. Now we all know that at the start of the game, you have to have two holdings on your first turn in most circumstances. Yes, there are Oddball, Last Death Castle decks, you have tomorrow turn one. But for the most part, you need to get two holdings on turn one, or one big holding, or something. If you go into your first turn, I buy an Iron Mine, and I'm done, you just lost the game. Yeah, if you have gold no, left over to spend on your first turn, you're doing something wrong. Or you're screwed. 99% of the time, you're going to lose that game if you do not get the gold that you need to see your early game. Nothing's valuable enough to, to keep it there and lose the game. Yeah, so... When you are looking at your opening flip of four guys, and there's some random seven gold dude that you think is kind of neat sitting in your provinces, but you've only got one holding, when you use the border keep, the seven, he's got to go. I, I, I'm sorry, I know you like him. Oh gosh, he should have swell. He's got to go to Billion. No, gone. Gone. On the bottom of the deck. Well, we're keep him away. I mean, if you're talking about the first Porter Keep, is it conceivable that you could nope. hold on to that Next. guy? No. No? No. And, and you know, nope. use your second Porter no. Keep? No, I'm oh, sorry, yes. If you're playing against Ninja, yes. Because you can use them both the first turn anyway. No, 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 but, no, but you still shouldn't. No, you shouldn't, but you could. And not be retarded. Well, you still got, well, you can still use your second Porter Keep on your second turn against Ninja. Uh, but... You say that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if, if, if... No, I no. I always get my second turn. You are not going to take a province on your first turn. What a spider! See, you're not thinking that's at the box. <laughs> oh yeah, what if you're playing? Okay, but no, you shouldn't. I no. It, I, I see people like first border keep. Okay, I'll keep this guy and flush three. Oh, second border keep. I'll keep him again. I'm like, what you? That's you, you're costing yourself chances to see the cards that you have to have. You have to get. The holdings at the start. All right. For me, if I see one guy that I want to keep one holding my first turn, turn, depending on the guy, like if it's Udo in a spider deck. No. <laughs> if it's a guy that you would be comfortable, like, I just buy this guy turn one so I can attack on turn two or something, I, that, that would be one thing. But if it's not a guy that you would be comfortable... With this is what I'm buying on my first turn, and that's going to be that. I don't think it's worth it. It's all got to go. If you have two forecast holdings, one of them has to go too, because you can't afford them both. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you have to explain that to some people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's true. be honest. I, I mean, Again, you... it's all about not wasting gold your first turn. So, I mean, if you've got like an eight cost guy that you really love, and you're willing to buy them first turn. 
the chirp hold on to them and the other holding and so no. no like no. one like if it's yeah. not unless he's named Yoritomo Utamaro no because <laughs> if you buy an April guy on turn one you lose how many times he is a holding yeah he, he can't know. attack I mean, but he is he a holding said unless yeah well no no but yeah but he not well he, he so he wants to say I don't need an unless because he is a holding but you do but he's not a holding. If he, if he just produced gold, you wouldn't do it. The reason he's a very angry holder. Re- well, yeah, <laughs> because he does attack because he nails because you use his ability along with something else to put a five force follower on him and then attack and they will kill your they will kill whatever they what they say they don't have anything to defend with they, they don't, don't have, have a turn yet. they shouldn't have anything to defend with or we already won the <laughs> or, game or too or if they do you you got the naval you got the built in naval every time so that's our strange assembly tip of the day well, don't actually, no. You cut <laughs> off, Kevin. You cut off. No, we're done. Because my four, four four minutes to say that no, you should you you should not keep random dudes around. What 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 could you po- okay? What what could you possibly add that I think is worthwhile? The way that I get myself comfortable to the idea of getting rid of that guy I really really want is I think about the last ten cards in my dynasty deck that I never see during the game. When I flush that guy in my first turn, it's like he's in that last ten cards of my dynasty deck. That's just what I tell myself. So the little emotional part of me that wants to hold on to the dude can be okay. Everybody gets the boot. Cut this segment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd go the other way on that, which is, think of the guy who's right near the end of your deck. See? Now you might actually see him. That works. I don't think either of those work. But still, just order to keep the guy away. He's not that important. So, uh, so Kuan. Kuan is that important. <laughs> if, if the personality will single-handedly win you the game when you buy him on your second turn. Uh, yeah. As, as, with, as with almost every bit of advice, there are always exceptions. But seriously, flush people more. Trust me. Now, something that came up recently with the Mantis's temptation was what? <laughs> Manti. Trevor's just being difficult. Ignore it's, him. It's possessive, not plural. Oh. Could it be? <laughs> <laughs> the Mantis. Yes, <laughs> but something that that got discussed, and I, I think those of us on the podcast have been playing long enough that we're like, oh, we know this is the result of a temptation. And I, I noticed that there was a thread where somebody said, so what the heck are these temptation things, and can someone tell me what they are? And so I thought we'd talk about the temptations a little bit. They were a really important part of the first Mega game, and they're something that, to some extent, have a continuing story impact, uh, even for the ones that, that were rejected. So with apologies to people who played in Samurai Edition, the, the basics of the temptations were that in the mega game, it would, the, in the first mega game, the race for the throne, everything was divided up into seven legs, and you accrued points in different spheres, economy and military and politics. If you did well enough in one leg in multiple spheres or over multiple legs in the same sphere, you had the chance to get, you got a temptation. And if you rejected the temptation, then you would get bonus points going forward. No, 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 it was the other way. If you took the temptation, 
your points in the next leg were half. No, no, if, yeah, if, if you, you reject it, you, you get bonus. Yeah, by you, default, yeah. Yeah, if, if you, well, it's because if you want a sphere in one leg, then you got bonus points in the next leg in that sphere, by default. If you took a temptation, you lost those bonus points, and whatever sphere it was in the prior leg, in the, the, the leg where you want earned have, the temptation, yeah. Whatever sphere you had the most points in, in the left next leg, it would be half. So basically, you would get some cool story effect, or supposed to be cool story effect, from the temptation, but you would hamper your chances going forward in the race for the throne because you'd have a harder time getting points in the next leg. There was this guy's ultimatum. Uh, you could either take the $100 bill you're being given or take a punch in the face. What? That's no. not fair at all. It's not fair. The ultimate. No, no. That's <laughs> more like most, most of the the temptations. The one and the ones that were good were. I mean, you have the choice of basically trading in your mega game points for a story effect. Uh, you know, like let's talk about the mantis one that we just had. The choice was you can't. You know, the the temptation that the mantis were offered was basically to find out what. Aramasu's legacy in the Ivory Kingdoms was, and that it would be a big deal. If the Mantis rejected that, then, well, you don't find out. You weren't going to find it out anyway. Look at this uh, Satsu temptation, though. Well, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's, uh, that's why I said, for the most part, they weren't. There, well, we can get to, there were a couple of them that were, there were something. And I, this is something that, you know, again, came up in another context of the war. Story results are not amazing. When, or, or can be problematic when the result is avoiding something in the future. Like there was something that was bad going to happen and now it won't. Or something good was going to happen and, and they get denied that. Because. Well, it's especially bad because there are a couple of those sensations that were, you could avoid something bad in the future that we haven't told you about yet. Yeah, it, it's, so that's the. It sort of felt like, oh, we're going to punish you for getting this temptation by. If you don't take the temptation, we're going to hurt you. Yeah, or, or you feel like nothing has happened if you don't know it. The reason it came up on the forums was somebody said, well, nothing really happened to the spider because they got eliminated in the race. Rusty said, oh, you have no idea yeah. how much happened because of, I mean, all the plans for the spider that got thrown out the window, it was a huge deal, and and they lost a lot. But to the players... A lot of you don't feel that that much because you you had no idea what the story team was going to do. It was some unspecified future thing that the story team hasn't and won't, and I'm not saying they should, but th that they're not going to say what it was. And if they said what it was, they'd probably just annoy people who'd be like, oh, that would have been so cool. It's so lame that we didn't get that. I mean, you really, if you're going to have a prospective future thing avoided, I think it needs to be more concrete. For example... After the con failed to take over Toshi Ranzo, everybody knew that the lion were going to go beat the living snot out of the unicorn. Yeah, the lion explicitly said, in one year we're coming and kicking your ass. Yes, and, and we all knew it was going to happen. And we all knew the unicorn were going to get crunched. At that point, a temptation result for the unicorn that was, if you take this temptation, you actually beat beat back the lion, and they fail to enact their revenge on you, that could have been good, because you're you're avoiding a future bad thing, but you're avoiding a future bad thing that everybody knows about, and that you know is coming. So, at that point, it's it's very concrete, and not that much different from 
oh, I, there's some bad thing going on right now, and, and we can put a put a stop to it. But, uh, but a lot of the temptations came with cards too. Like, a lot of the, yes, a lot of the temptations came with cards. The Trevor, you're laughing about something. Uh, when I said you know you can take the hundred dollar bill, I actually meant it. I sold my my foil common uncommon set from Samurai for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the, two weeks ago I sold it, my extra shrine to Yoritomo for a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. The the very first temptations, which were for the mantis and the, the crab, crab, uh, were the the physical prize that you got was. A, which, yeah, a foil, a foil common set, right? Which we didn't know at the time. Of the base set. You spend $20 in the store for mystery shipping cost, and you get a freaking stack of every and common got, and that was the Yeah, that was the only way you could, could get them. And you could Cote prizes, I think. They're sent to some organizers. I know John had some extras for his Cote. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but that was much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you could sell them for real money, and there was no reason not to sell them for real money, because they weren't play-wise any different. No. I mean, most of the time, you know, if you're a Mantis player and you get your Otomo's Island, Thomas Shrine. Whatever. You're trying to money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe, you're, maybe you could sell it for money, but you probably want to play it, unless you have multiple subscriptions, in which case you get multiple of them. E- even uh, the items such the crab and dragon got those, and those were sold for a ridiculous amount of money, too. They did. Yeah. And no, they were all, all amazingly playable. Didn't I actually buy some of the dragon items from you? I don't. Oh, did you? I don't remember. Yeah, that was me. Okay. <laughs> I, I know I had more than one set of them. For a long time, I didn't have the crab one, and I'm sitting there thinking, did I end up having the trade? Did I trade the dragon set for the crab set? I think the dragon set was relatively more available because there were more people with dragon imperial assembly memberships or didn't something. Didn't one of the things just put a ring to play, too? Yes. They, they were ridiculously playable. Yeah, well, I thought it, no, it, dug, it, it dug through it your deck and put a ring in your hand. That's the one I wanted. Oh, life's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Uh, what six gold plus four fours? Yeah, yeah. Minimum key of five. Yeah, wow. clan swordish sort of sort of items. I I remember was it was because one of the competitions during the race for the throne for the spirits the spirit sphere was buying imperial herald memberships, and dragon yeah. was one of the clans that was competing in that. So there were a lot of dragon players who had. Multiple Imperial Herald memberships, and so I think a lot. That's why more of the Dragon Temptation items got got out there. But I guess for people who, uh, you know, again, who weren't playing them, kind of a a rundown of the the Temptations might be good. The first set of Temptations was Crab to rediscover the lost Haruma techniques, and then to get the set of Foil Commons that was accepted. The Mantis. Got to save the fox, the minor clan of the fox from destruct, destruction, and get the Kitsune as a minor family. I know, I think, Trevor, you haven't seemed like a big fan of that. I know some Mantis players weren't because they're like, oh, well, it's, we don't like being put in a position where we have to lose some points or let the fox die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad we have them, but they, they were fine on their own, I think. Yeah. The crab, let's see, in leg two, the crab got a second temptation. Which was to reclaim the Tower of Fear, which is a which was a tower that was part of the the Carpenter Wall with the Shadowlands that had been taken by the Shadow Clan Shadowlands, and they were able to take it back. Although now that I think about it, do they? Yeah, look what happened. Lost it again, I guess. Well, now the Shadowlands. Uh, and back. they got well, and they got the and they got the sediment, the newly discovered set of ancestral yeah. items that we were just talking about. Dragon uh, was something that Jay mentioned earlier. And the Dragon Lake Two Temptation was probably the most controversial. Uh, of the temptations, and it was that 
there's this impending doom that's coming for Tagashi Satsu and the Tagashi monks, and if you take the temptation, you'll have a chance to avert it. And yeah. I I remember that time a lot. I mean, dragon players were there were a lot of dragon players who were scared to death of that. <laughs> they're like, oh my god, they're going to kill our clan champion. They're going to kill all the Tagashi. We have to take the temptation. It is kind of ominous when you read. <laughs> no, yeah, and yeah. a lot of people did not. Yeah. Like that, that that was a, a temptation. And I think it's, it's something that happens sometimes where the story team, story team knows what they're playing. Yeah. And there are certain things that are very clear to the story team. And I think that the story team felt that even they, that, that, that they had kind of made it clear that there was something bad coming for Takashi even before this. But none of the players really had got that. And I don't know how much it would have mattered if they had. But it's even, Weeder when you compare it to the Mantis one from the same leg, which is the opposite, because you want to take yours no matter what, and the Mantis one on that leg was get a ship yeah, and the Deathless. The, the dragon did uh, take that one. The Mantis, and, and again, it was all of these for the leg two were an exclusive set of ancestral items. The Mantis one was to discover the wreckage of Garen, yeah. or whatever his name is, Garen's fleets, to get a bunch of Gaijin, Gaijin naval technology and improve another fleet. And that was... I don't think that was as lackluster as some Mantis players said it, but that's because there were some Mantis players who were like, said that this is literally nothing. We gain nothing from this. We already have all this technology, which isn't accurate. But it was still not at all an exciting temptation no. because the Mantis already have an, an extreme level of, of dominance on the seas and the best technology. And why? We already have boats. <laughs> the fourth one was actually another... If we set aside the any question of ultimatums on temptations, what I thought was probably the the, the temptation that fell flat the most was the one for the Scorpion for Lake Two, which was they would take vengeance against Ruchi for him betraying the Scorpion, and that was refused. And the reason I think it was kind of lame because, of course, Ruchi didn't really betray the Scorpion. They thought he wasn't Scorpionish enough, so they betrayed him, and he survived. And that's the total betrayal of the scorpions. Right, the scorpions to not Survival die is the worst form of betrayal. Yeah, yeah, not, was, not die when we try to screw you over. That was a line historian rewriting history again. <laughs> I hear they do that. They, they do do that, yes. The, the, the Akoma historians are effective at being able to rewrite history because they are considered so... Because they're liars. Liars. We, we can call it like it is. <laughs> come get it, lying. Come get it. History is written by the victors. They're usually not the victors. Yeah. Uh, leg three had again a temptation for the dragon and the scorpion. The dragon were given the temptation of going north, killing the dark oil of fire from each side, seizing a bunch of land, and getting a new stronghold. That was rejected. We'll get into the consequences of refusal later. <laughs> uh, I think it's called the War of Dark Fire. Or, or the last yeah. two years, we can go there too. Yeah. The scorpion were given the chance to reincarnate Bayushi Shoju, who was previously stuck being a, a gaki. And the new stronghold, they accepted that. And got an amazing story out of it, too. Yes. They, well, they, they got a good story. Now, of course, many Scorpion players will point out that if they had just refused one of the temptations that they accepted, then they would have won. And if Dragon had accepted one more temptation, then the Scorpion would have won. But they didn't. So. They should have rejected like a, their last temptation. The Seems like an important moral lesson to me. Yeah. yeah uh, don't mess with Colon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was... An aspect, yes, of <laughs> the scorpion's See, leg four, the lion and the spider got a temptation. 
The lion's temptation was that an ancestor, they would get there, yeah, Matsu or somebody would come back down, give them the ancestral sword of the lion back, and they'd get that as an item. They rejected that, and they would get the, the they would get the sword as a, as an item card. The spider temptation was to have whoever was going to be the lowest in the knowledge sphere in the next leg would be a bunch of schmucks and recognize the spider as a great clan. Because if there's anything that's going to make a brilliant political move in Rokugan, it's recognizing a bunch of bandits who claim themselves as a clan to be a great clan. Which is why the lowest in knowledge Which was going to get it. Which is why the lowest yeah. knowledge yes. was going to get it. And that turned out to be Unicorn. Yes, and they accepted that because, well, that's a heck of a, an advance of their agenda. Yes, so that turned out to be Unicorn. They got a personality and a, and a sword, yeah. which were, yeah, which are still legal, right? That's yeah, yeah, they're, they're both and, amazing, too. Yeah, they accepted that. Uh, although that hasn't really panned out. Well, that got interfered with by the fact that they lost the leg and were then officially decreed to be, you know, persona non grata. So they, well, I think the way that played out in the story was that the unicorn kind of sponsored them or spoke up for them at the celestial tournament yeah. to let them be able to compete. And I think that that's going to have ongoing story ramifications, because there, are, because there are a decent number of Unicorn players who have kind of embraced that... That alliance. That, that alliance, even though it's totally founded on the spider suckering the Unicorn. <laughs> I, I'm Whatever surprised works. that that's, that's not something I would have expected to be embraced by a yeah, player base was, yeah. we got we got the wool pulled over our eyes, let's run with it. Well, but, hey. one of the things that's interesting about that is that because of the Unicorn's performance during that mega game, Jinsan became the, the Shogun. It was Jinsan, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And he has been officially tasked by the Empress to burn down. To hunt down the spider. And he is hiding this fact from his clan. From a large part of his clan. Because they were buddies with him. Well, he, he was tasked, but that's not... Now he's, I believe, off down fighting Kalima because Probably no, one, no one's bothering to hunt spider anymore. Bigger and, fish. Uh, yeah, he went, he, yeah, he went to the Shinnaman. I got to burn down half the Shinnaman. His base teleported to the fingers of bone. Somehow. I think that's really the only Jinsan hunting the spider that we ever saw. Uh, I mean, it's, it's referenced a little bit in the whole, oh, now we have to reassign him to doing other things, like fighting external invaders. Leg five saw, uh, went up back up to three temptations. The lion got a temptation to receive information about Yodatai tactics. And they were going to get an, an item for that. That temptation was accepted. The item is the De Dolores Yodatorum. The thing no one can or pronounce. Whatever. My, yeah. Yeah, my Latin is amazing. Uh, Battle draw card. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> pretty, pretty good. And, and I think we've, the, the extent of that being reflected in the story, other than them getting the Book of Tactics. Hasn't really them, happened yet. Well, they there have been some scenes where they're using, they're particularly effective against the, some portions of Kalima's army because there's a Yodatai as one of the commanders of that army. The Mantis temptation, which was a, a heck of a thing, was uh, Yoritomo becomes a Kami, basically. Yeah. I voted against it. Why did you vote against it? I know, I know you voted against it. I actually well, don't We know don't why need I a Kami. Yeah, I, I had a friend of mine who also voted against it who plays Mantis, and it's like because the Mantis are the clan of the people or something like that. Yeah, we don't need no stinking kami. We don't need no stinking kami. Yeah, I think the the whole mantis of the clan of the people, I think, has 
kind of gone faded. away. Well, yeah. that, and that, well, that's gone away from a number of kinds. That used to be at some point that was unicorn. a really big bit for the unicorn, and isn't well, really the, anymore. They were the protectors of the people. They weren't of the people. Yeah, well, the mantis are of the people. Well, the mantis are of the people. The mantis are like, oh wait a minute, we've got the imperial. What? what? Hey, pirate. we can extort the people. <laughs> this is great. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's protection money. <laughs> Called capitalism. Uh, the final temptation for Lake Fog, which Trevor referenced a second ago, was for the scorpion, who would lay waste to the hidden fortress of the Colat, seize the Oni's eye, and... Well, lay waste then, to the plants of the throne, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, as you know, the, the Colat have a number of supporters, including the Dynasty's super team, who then dedicated some efforts to making sure that the scorpion we're not going mm-hmm. to win the throne as, as retribution. I believe Deneen still <laughs> lusts for the blood of, of all Scorpion, Who although doesn't? you might have a better uh, handle on, on the exact Dude, level of his uh, no comment. moving. Scorpion blood is poisonous. I don't, I don't care for it. But that was accepted. He's just to take little samples, slowly build up immunity. It's like alcohol. I hear it gets up in that way. <laughs> Uh, like six, the temptations were the one that was just resolved, or heck, maybe it's just on the story just started, that resolved, yeah. which was the Mantis were to discover the lost leg- legacy of uh, Aramasu, and these ones did not come with the like six ones did not come. No, with no cards. Stuff, right? They're and such the, amazing story prizes. Yeah, well, the dragon one, which was probably the best dragon temptation, what well, was the best dragon temptation? What was it? It was the best dragon temptation, which dragon also turned down. Thankfully, because if we had accepted it, we would have lost. Because they wanted to win the race. Yes. Yeah. Which was to have Miramoto Hijatsu, who is a very popular dragon character, who until very recently had only shown up in the RPG, but as this kind of uber duelist for the dragon clan, and the temptation prize was for him to beat Noritoshi, the, the crane, this generation's crane uber duelist, in a duel. And Which, a non-lethal duel. Can yeah, why well, non-lethal? Yeah. Can you have to... a card in Samurai? No. Who? Hajatsu. No. 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 You're thinking of Dawn of the Empire. Yes, the original. Yeah, yeah, this is the original Miramoto Hajatsu was the adopted son of Miramoto, the founder of the Miramoto family. He was printed in Dawn of the Empire and was legal in Samurai edition. This Miramoto Hajatsu ah, is a new god. Oh, well, okay, whatever. Well, yes, loaded. No, no, because. Yeah. That's right, it was printed at the end of Diamond, because there was the whole deal about Kakita needing to get changed to not yeah. be broken. Beyond, even more broken uh, in the, uh, the the new Lotus dueling system. But yeah, this Miramoto Hijatsu was a guy who was so good at dueling that for his Genpuku, he had the gumption to <laughs> choose as his name this really ancient uber-duelist of, of the dragon. So that's a character that's been hanging around. And that, I think was a very good temptation because it was something that Dragon players really would have liked, but it was also not any kind of something bad happens. It was just, you know, you don't take it, then this never happens. What if ignore Toshi's other eye? How amazing would that be? Not at all. We, uh, we really did a blind... Noritoshi, we, we, really had we already had one, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. so therefore, no. we don't need another one. Noritoshi needs his eye so he can hunt down Jimin. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to Noritoshi potentially killing Noritoshi him. Noritoshi doesn't hunt down Jimin. Noritoshi goes into somewhere and says, You know what? That Jimin's a schmuck. Anybody here want to disagree with me? <laughs> I'm like, what? No, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't hear anything. What was that? I think I have to leave now. 
it, 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 one of the artifacts of the, uh, the Iyajutsu system of settling disputes is that if you're really good at Iyajutsu, people won't disagree with you. <laughs> it's funny how that works. But something that we got into before, and, and sort of the remaining ramifications of the temptations was that there was something attached in there, and I can't even find what the exact language of, but the, for the temptations, that this was sort of your one shot for this to happen. That if a clan didn't take the temptation, they weren't going to get another crack at what this story was. So, you know, the Scorpion, apparently not going to get to take a chance at revenge on the uh, Suruchi, that, that sort of thing. But so the question then becomes, since it's it's not clear what exactly is the scope of that, this isn't going to happen, and what should the scope be? I mean, should never be never, should never be really broad. And uh, personally, I think that never shouldn't be never. I mean, things like the lion with the ancestral sword. So the lion never under any circumstances be able to get their ancestral sword. Sounds never- good to me. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I mean, should, should the story team be closed off from telling that story in the future? I mean, if it, that happens five years from now, I don't think you've t- taken anything away from the temptation. Uh, I mean, the other aspect is is the scope. This came up with the Mantis temptation when the fourth storm got revealed as being this awesome fleet of ships. There were some people who went, wait a minute, didn't they turn down there? We get an awesome bunch of new, better ships, temptation. And Sean and, came in and said different kinds of ships. Yeah, Sean had the career of like, well, these are better than anything they had before, but they're still Rokugani, so... Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm fine with that. That's uh, and, and, of course, I have a, a dog in this horse because the most pertinent one of these refusals that's that's lingering now is is the one that this guy mentioned about earlier, which is the dragon rejection of, of the Chosai temptation, the tying of which was basically... Shasai has done nothing for years and years and years. You get the chance to kill him. I thought it was a really good temptation. I'm like, this is good. There's this old enemy out there. Nothing bad happens if you refuse it, because he's out of the picture. Nothing bad happens at all. Nothing at all. Yeah, so we passed up that chance. Shasai started being active, like, a week later. And and then, of course, we all know... It was hilarious, that timing there. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was planned. Yeah. Yes. Almost like it was planned. And so, so that's the thing, yeah. I mean, when you, when you look back and you're like, so you knew yeah. when you handed out this temptation. You just wouldn't tell. Yeah. You and can't so spoil that, everything. And so that's an, an interesting thing. I don't, I don't even mind the whole Chisai wreaked a bunch of havoc because, hey, at least something happened. You know, that I, I don't have a problem with that, that storyline overall. But the question is then, what happens going forward? What is the scope of... I mean, there are... I'm sure there are people out there who would say, oh, no, 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 the dragon are never, under any circumstances, allowed to kill Chasai. They've given up the chance. He, is, he has now got immune to Dragon Clan. It's going to be Misahiko. Yeah, it's Misahiko's job. Ne- never is a very long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, o- oddly enough, I have an entirely different take on that. What a shock. I, where it's like, okay, no, yes, we, we, we gave up the chance to preemptively kill him off before any of this ever started. Now... Five fingers strike of death. Uh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you guys can or can't kill Chosai. It's Mizuhiko's job. Yeah, it's officially his job now. Yeah, he's gonna so use, that's... He's going to use judgment. He's going to go in the mountain. He's going to cut the mountain in half. <laughs> kill Chosai in the process. 
See, in other, other circumstances, I might think that would be an interesting story, but you've got a character whose primary history is, you know, oh, that's right, I was the founder of this Dragon Clan family, and the Dragon Clan has been tasked, like, the Dragon Clan's job in this war is mostly to be off-screen fighting Chisai, while you've got the big military clans doing their things down on the southern border, you've got the Cranes sponsoring these contests, you've got the Mantis hanging out in the Ivory Kingdoms, you've got the Phoenix doing investigations into Cali Maw. And Scorpion playing with zombies. And Yeah, <laughs> so now you're going to take the one job that you've given the Dragon Clan that they haven't gotten much story time with this year, and you're going to say, oh, but you can't actually complete that. We're, we're just going to... Yeah. It's just gonna fizzle. Because this entire time, Misi has been in the mountains and he's gone all Rambo style. <laughs> with judgment on his back. And he's you're gonna, gonna meet, you're gonna, gonna meet up, you're gonna meet up with Misi Hiko and just go, oh yeah, I killed him. It was yeah. awesome, let me tell you about it. Well, see, I have, I have no problem with Mizuhiko showing up. I mean, Chisai caused a lot of trouble for the Phoenix too. I mean, he, yeah. he was at, well, his, when it was his predecessor who was at the, the center of the, Whole war between the dragon and the yeah yeah scorpion. So it whoever it was, I'm oh, sorry, the dragon and the the phoenix. phoenix yeah. So I, well, it was Hochio and Hochio and Cho, was, was it him that were masterminding the whole war between the two? Well, it was, and then Hochio Hochio got killed, and the old dork got killed. So Chosai stepped up as the new dork. Wasn't something that? like that. I it was. I remember Hochia was saying... Dork, by the way, is J-speak for Dark Oracle. <laughs> yeah, Dark Oracle. Isn't that obvious? Yes, I, I thought it was obvious. I, I've never heard that particular... I've never, heard, I've never heard, heard him called Dorks before. I like I, it. I've heard them called Dorks all the time. I mean, that's... I, mean, I remember, like, back in Gold, seeing when they had holdings... It was the Dork of Earth, the Dork of Fire, all of them. They were so bad. They were horrible. They were terrible. <laughs> Uh, but they existed, and yeah. people called the cards the darks of what have you. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think the the applic- you know the applicability of, of the temptations is going to come up for other clans. Do the scorpion never get another crack at Sarushi? Is the Sarushi destined to win every scorpion versus Sarushi story that that comes up because the scorpion can never be allowed to take revenge because they they took that prize. Like I, I mentioned a second ago, I know, I know you like it, the idea of Trevor, but yes, can the lion never recover their ancestral sword if they, even if the story team decides that they want to do, to, to have the ancestral swords come back as part of some future story? Is, can the mantis never, under any circumstances, get guided in naval technology? I don't know that that matters, because they yeah. can beat everybody anyway. Uh, I, I do still think that I, I think the mantis would get to interact a little bit more interestingly if they had some kind of competition in naval combat, like you know, it just basically means you could never tell a story. This about whole naval thing combat. about the mantis not getting gaijin naval technology and them not having any competition means that maybe because mantis rejected that temptation, they're going to get swarmed by some enemy outsider fleet. No, or maybe conversely, no, 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 like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, that would be terrible because. The temptations were, they were prizes. They were things that you won for, for having done well in the race for the throne. The mantis should not be punished for refusing the temptation. That's why the people didn't like those dragon ones, because people felt like they got punished for refusing them. You should, 
No one, there should be no negative consequence, to, like, for refusing the clan. You should not, like, like, the one we haven't talked about less that got refused, yeah. Uh, you know, Miramoto Hijatsu encounters and defeats Kikita Noritoshi. If, if the story team had taken that and had them run into each other and then Noritoshi beat Hijatsu, I, I would have thrown a brick at my computer. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, and that, and I mentioned that one because that, now that's one I think that's basically done. I don't know how yeah. you can, <laughs> go I, back. yeah, you, you can't have, uh, Hijatsu run into Noritoshi and... Hijatsu and Noritoshi walk into a bar. Yeah, but I, that, that one I think is basically done. That one was specific enough that it, it can one basically time. be yeah. precluded. I mean, you may have some other dragon duelist actually get to be... I would really love for the dragon, the other uber-dueling people, to actually have the uber-duelist one of these generations, but no, it's not going to happen this one. Well, apparently it's Tamago. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> no, it's Ochiai. Yeah, what's up with, with what is up with Tamago anyway? What is going on with them? I have no idea. He's got a big army of Ronin. We keep there's all this flavor text, all these cards. Uh, they've apparently got castles, multiple they're, they're castles, multiple castles I think, now too. I think they're making omelets. Yeah. They're yeah. making breakfast for everybody. Big joke, not it's funny. Delicious. <laughs> Who knew? Stop. Stop now. <laughs> we're, we're, no. I, is there anything we haven't talked about about Temptation? Why aren't in, in this race, maybe? Yeah, but why? It's why? not legged up. I don't know how, I don't I mean, know how you the, could implement The current them mechanics of them are yeah. much harder yeah. than here, people met, but. Here, here's the Temptation for this race that I want to see and won't. It's the end of the race. Rest of the Empire. Do you accept all of those points that the spider have donated and beat Kalima, or do you turn them down and lose, but refuse to accept the help of the evil Shadowlands gods? That would be an interesting choice. I know you, you're like, win-win. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I want them to lose anyway. But I, I always thought that that was one of the better moments for that sort of position was in one of the Genpuku gang fictions where they all go out into the Shadowlands, and they run into Kali Ma, basically, or an avatar oh, yeah. or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, we're going to die, and the spider Shigen just like, oh, screw this, I'm going to start using my Maho blood magic to get us out of this, and the crab's like, no. And he just clubs her in the head, he dead, because he'd rather die than do that. And that is a choice that seems to so obviously be there with how this mega game develops, and a choice, it's a choice that has not been available. Other than that, I don't know what you can have for a temptation. Well, in, in a similar vein, you could have some temptations that are like, okay, uh, I don't know, Scorpion, you need like eight points to not die horribly, to not be an utter failure, to make it up to just costly victory. You can have your, you can have your eight points, or you can have this really awesome story prize. So you could, well, the correct is always the story prize in that case. Well, that one—that's yeah. going to be what? That's basically your. That's an after-the-fact temptation. Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah, dragon, you've actually managed to hang on to solid victory. Do you keep it, or do you do something? Although I have to say, if I was in failure, go for what's behind door number two. It, it, I, I think Trevor's right, though. If you were, if I, if my clan was in failure, yeah, and I was given the choice between. Staying in failure, but getting some other cool story thing, or not getting that other cool story thing, and failing me all day victory. long. I take failure yeah. all day long because that's actually too interesting that are happening now. I actually get to see what this failure story is, which is not something we see a lot, and I get whatever the cool thing is. That 
That's not even a temptation yeah, to me. That's a double bonus. Well, it's not what temptation if they were like, to you, but there's a lot of people that would consider that temptation. So that's what I'm saying is, I yeah. think that could be a, a somewhat interesting temptation they could do. Yeah. Well, but, I don't think we're going to see it. What if we were like, you could go up to Costly Victory, but you have to serve the Suruchi or something. Do something equally humiliating. Nope. Serve the Suruchi. I I don't know. Is that the scorpion? Yeah, we're just mentioning scorpion. You have to acknowledge that Saruchi was right and that you really treated him like junk and he was totally justified in not letting you kill him. And build a temple to his honor. (laughs) He's not dead yet. You should wait until he's dead. That's right. Yeah, who is he? The the leader of the Brotherhood. Uh, What is he now? Pagani? Or, yeah, or something. Yeah, he's Saruchi is still around. Or, or, or your next clan champion. Oh, that would be even cool. more embarrassing. <laughs> yes, your next clan champion has to like go and personally apologize to Saruchi. That would be funny. Except, I think that's mostly funny because I'd still rather have the I still rather have a clan. I don't want that temptation to be offered. I want the clan to be able to end up in failure. Yep. Because the only because that's not really an interesting story. That's that's really just a funny mean thing. That it's like, not only did you get a media, a, kind of a lame temptation about this, but now we're going to rub your face in it again? That's <laughs> just being mean. And so then... How, so how much do you love the Scorpion Clan, Kevin? Is that what you're trying to say? Was that the segue you're trying to make? I, saw I was just trying to make the temptation interesting. That's all oh, I was let, doing. Let me guess. And Trevor wants a temptation where to get out of total failure and honor, the, the, no. the, the Matsu Daimyo has to go and admit that Matsu was, in fact, a, a total schmuck. And this whole vendetta against the Kikita was stupid. The the line failing honor delights me to no end at all. <laughs> well, I like it too, not because of anything line specific, but because it's, it's nice that there's somebody in failure. But, okay, I think that's all that we have to say about Temptation.